Welcome to St. Thomas's. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Ben. I'm the vicar here at St. Thomas's. We've been going in our current format as what's known as Resource Church, the Diocese, eight weeks today, which is very exciting for those of you that have joined us, even for a little bit of that journey, even if it's today. Thank you so much for joining us. It is so great to have you on this journey that God is calling us on here in the centre of Newcastle. Now, today is the first Sunday of Advent. And I wonder who started their Christmas shopping today or at all this year. Just give us a, put your hand in the air if you've started your Christmas shopping already. Gosh, that's about half of you. I usually do it on Christmas Eve. Um, how many people are giving out a Christmas card already? St. Thomas, people are regular at St. Thomas's. I'm looking at you because we've been giving you them for ages to give to your friends. Who's giving out Christmas cards? Great, Ollie Lathan. Well done, Ollie. Um, <laughs> Who has opened an advent calendar already today? Well done. I still haven't done that, although I think Ellie's made me one at home, which is lovely. Um, well, Christmas is coming, isn't it? And um, Christmas in Newcastle has actually been going since about the 1st of November, according to all the publicity. That's when um, you know Christmas in Newcastle has been advertised from. And it makes us wonder, doesn't it, what actually is this time of the year all about. Now, I think in the kind of society and culture that we're living in at the moment, we've got a little bit distracted and confused about what Christmas really is about. So here's some stats from the Evangelical Alliance who've been researching all things into Christmas. Over Christmas here in the United Kingdom, 25 million Christmas puddings will be eaten if you can comprehend that amount of Christmas puddings, 25 million. Who wants to guess, I'm going to come to two or three of you, how many bottles of wine will be drunk in the UK over the Christmas week? Anyone want to have a guess? I'm going to come to Brogan first. 15 million? Gosh, 15 million. That's loads. Anyone else want to have a guess? Jonah? 64 million. 60, 64 million. Gary, going to you now. 50 million. Gary's the closest. 35 million bottles of wine will be drunk in the UK. Brogan, you said 7 million, didn't you? 15, yeah. Well, I was just trying to put him off. Um, 35 million bottles of wine will be drunk in the UK. Um, on Christmas Eve... They reckon 7 million mince pies are going to be left on people's mantelpieces mantle or you know, near a fire for Santa. 7 million mince pies left out for Santa on Christmas Eve. £22 billion pounds is going to be spent on Christmas in the UK. £22 billion. Pounds. One billion Christmas cards are sent in the UK for Christmas. And this is the most remarkable of all, I think. 9,875 9, tonnes of Brussels sprouts will be eaten, which is extraordinary. Hands up if you're a sprouts lover. Hands up if you're a sprouts hater. Okay, top tip from me, shred them really finely, fry them in some garlic and olive oil, absolutely beautiful. Um, they'll change your view of Brussels sprouts forever. Now, my question is to all of us, because this is what, you know, we're told that Christmas basically is about consumerism now. All the adverts on the telly just encourage us to consume and to cons consume and consume. Is that really what this time of year is all about? 
This is what the culture tells us is essential. Another statistic from the Evangelical Alliance of 6,576 different types of Christmas cards on sale in major supermarkets all over England and Wales, of those 6,500, only 36 featured anything to do with the Christian story of Christmas. That's 0.5% of all cards that are available have anything to do with a Christian view of Christmas. Now, all of this seems to be very over the top, doesn't it? The amount of money that we spend, the amount of wine that we drink, the amount of Brussels sprouts that we consume. Um, Now, I think that one of the reasons that we all go over the top of this time of year is because we want to make this time of year a really special time with family and friends. In a recent poll I saw in the news, 83% of people think that Christmas is about family and friends. 62% think that Christmas is a time to be generous to others. And 41% of people think that Christmas is about celebrating love. So deep down, I think that the reason we go so over the top is because we want to... We want to celebrate with family. We want to celebrate with friends. We want to do relationship with people. Now, the Bible tells us that relationships really are essential to this season. We believe in a relational God who loved, as Lee has already reminded us, loved us so much that he came to the earth in the form of a baby in Jesus so that we could have relationship with him. And it's that relationship that is the most important of all. And it's that relationship, I believe, that means that all of us are wired in some way for relationship with anybody else at all. Now, in the words that I read out from Matthew's gospel just a few moments ago, Jesus says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. If you're here and you're following Jesus, Jesus is talking to you. You are the light of the world. Now, how can this possibly be? How can Jesus say such an amazing thing about you and me? The world can be quite a dark place, can't it? The events on Friday in London have reminded us as a nation of that in a very real way this week, that appalling attack um, in London city centre. Every time we turn on the news or we flick through um, a newspaper or we flick through our Twitter feeds or whatever it may be, it just seems to be that another story of tragedy and despair is facing us again. Now, I don't know if you know this fact about Newcastle, but the light bulb was actually invented right here in Newcastle upon Tyne. And it's been called one of the greatest inventions of all of time because it's completely changed the way that we behave. It's changed how much we're able to do. It's changed how productive we are. It's changed when we're able to see. And it's been considered such an amazing invention because at the flick of a switch now, humankind has this this thing that can overcome the darkness. Now, I know that I don't need to turn on a TV to know that there's darkness in the world. I just need to look at my own life. I'm not perfect. I get things wrong. I say things that I shouldn't. I do things that I shouldn't. All of us, while we have immense capacity for good, also have capacity for evil. None of us is perfect. 
it's no good just saying that the problem with the world is out there because the problem with the world is also me. It's in here. Now, Jesus of himself said that he is the light of the world. There is no other light. It's just Jesus Christ. So how can Jesus then say to his disciples that we are also the light of the world? How can people that are following Jesus also be light of the world? Well, if you ask Jesus into your life, you begin to shine with the light of Jesus. And that light can begin to overcome the darkness in your own life. And here's the thing about light. It always, always overcomes the darkness. It doesn't matter how pitch black it is. If you've got a tiny little light, the light will always pierce the darkness. Now, you could be sat here today and you could be thinking, well, there's a lot of darkness in my life. If only you knew the things that I've said. If only you knew, Vicar, of the things that I've done. The light of Jesus can overcome it all. There is nothing that anyone could ever have done that could prevent the light of Jesus from shining in their life. It doesn't matter what you've said, what you've done, where you've been, who you've been with, any of these things. If you give your life to Jesus, if you say sorry for the things in your life and turn to him, the light of Jesus will overcome the darkness in your life. And it doesn't matter how dark that light is. It uh, doesn't matter how dark your life has been. Now, to illustrate this, in just a moment, all of the lights are going to go off in the church, and we're going to finish building our Christingles. But before we do that, we need our candle for our giant Christingle up here. And again, I think it's somewhere in the church. Has anyone seen a giant light bulb? Ricky, come and bring it forward. Give it to Lee. Now light, the thing about light, as I've said, it always overcomes the darkness. And the promise for all of us is that these words that Jesus said really are true. That if you let the light of Jesus into your life, you can shine as a light in the world. You can be like a city that is on a hill. You can shine to those that are around you, to the hurting, to those that are in need, to all of these different people. Now, C.S. Lewis, who's one of my favorite um, Christian thinkers, he said this, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Now the invitation from Jesus in these, just these few verses that we've read today is for you to be able to understand the world in which God has put you in. To be able to not only understand the good things, but the bad things as well and how Jesus can make them right. God loved you so much that he came to the earth in a form of of a child. He grew up, taught us some amazing things, but that wasn't the primary reason why he came. He came to set us free, to die a death that we should have died, rose to new life so that we could have life in all of its fullness. 
the reason that all of us are wired for relationship, the reason that all of us want to spend time with loved ones and family and friends this Christmas is because we're made in the image of a relational God. That is the God that we worship. And our invitation at St. Thomas's to you this Advent and this Christmas is to say yes to his light. Doesn't matter how dark you think the world is, it doesn't matter how dark you think your life is, the light of Jesus will always overcome it. Now, I'm going to pray a little prayer now for all of us to um, recommit our lives to Jesus and to invite the light of Jesus into our life. And if you pray this for the first time today, doesn't matter if you're two or if you're 96, um, if you pray this for the first time today, or you pray this and you've not prayed this prayer in a while and you're praying it as a recommitment, and what I'd love you to do is on the little welcome cards that Lee mentioned at the beginning, just tick the box that says you've started to follow Jesus today and just write your name and um, some contact information because we'd love to give you a free gift this Advent and this Christmas about how you can let the light of Jesus shine in your life and to the world around you. So let us pray. Jesus, thank you that you came into the world as a light. I say sorry for the darkness in my life. Come into my life now. Thank you that your light will pierce the darkness and give me hope, joy, and peace. In Jesus' name, amen.